Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And uh, I want to expand your capacity to believe and receive. You know it by heart. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Talking about God. For he, talking about us, that cometh to God must, must believe that he is. Do you believe? And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And you know, we're living in 2018, the year my heart is for this house. And many of us have not been diligent. Diligent means there's a, there's a bulldog tenacity that you have to have when it comes to walking with God every day. I got news for you. There are going to be some days you're not going to feel like it. <laughs> and you have to tell your feelings how to feel. There are going to be some days you're not going to be thinking right. And you're going to have to train your thoughts to uh, bow their knee. Amen, 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 amen. Again, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, amen? amen. Now let me take you to Hebrews 11 and 1. Because I want to make it plain. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Why do you think we're living in times when the adversary keeps attacking our hope? Because he wants to rob you of your faith. He wants to rob you of the faith that pleases God. So he wants to magnify the problems in your life more than the blessings that are on the way. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now, now I'm going to expand your capacity. Say neighbor, don't choke. Don't choke. Because we all have to graduate today to another level of faith in God. Right. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? What is it that you are hoping for? Because when you're in hope, then you're flowing in faith. Oh. Then the evidence of things not seen. Many times when you're hoping, you don't see what you're hoping for. But you still believe that it's going to come. Wow. Any of y'all work? You have a job? And uh, there's a payday coming, right? You hoping? I said you hoping? How come you can hope for a paycheck, but you can't hope for the things that you need? Oh, okay. Because the enemy has stolen your confidence in God. Because delay is not denial. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Say neighbor. 
you're getting stronger while you're waiting. But you got to call yourself strong. Because you can have what you say. Hallelujah. It's, 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 it's like according to your faith, be it unto you. Now, amplify. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see. Being the proof of things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Okay, eye contact. All of you said you are expecting pay. Uh, and you don't even have it, right? But you got it, ain't you? Don't, don't, don't choke. You have it, don't you? And, and, and you're functioning as if it's already done, right? That's, that's, that's the way we roll. And God was trying to help you understand that he got you. He's going to make a way out of no way. Amen. But you got to learn to think yourself happy. Say, neighbor, you don't need whiskey to think yourself happy. Hallelujah. You can have a, you know, a, a popsicle. You can have a, a you can have some um, Pepsi and think yourself happy. Huh? Whatever you delight in, you can think yourself happy. Because as you think in your heart, so are you. Now watch where we go with this. Now, say, say neighbor, your capacity is about to be expanded. How many of you have ever quoted, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You, you ever quote that? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Now, how many of you are saved? All right. When you confess with your mouth and repent it and ask God to come into your heart, he came inside you. There is a God inside you. Let me get over here. There's a God inside you. But you have to graduate to be able to communicate with him. Too many of us are outside livers and not inside livers. There are moments when you hear something inside and you deny it. Do you realize that's God talking to you? That's him speaking to you? But you got to learn to recognize that in all of my ways I acknowledge him and he directs my path. We're so busy leading ourselves that we forget that God is inside of us. When the doctor say you're going to die, I said, no, I'm going to live and not die. Uh-uh. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God in me arise. Push back the sickness. Put back the disease. Get it. Go. But the problem is we, we, we don't communicate with him enough. We say, well, you know, I, I had a hunch. I had a hunch. It, I got news for you. If he's in there, it's more than a hunch. 
He's speaking to you. And even as I'm preaching right now, he's reminding you of when he said something to you that you didn't listen. He spoke to you today before you got here. He told you some things and you, you mm-hmm, I heard, mm-hmm. You get to the, to the light and something inside, he tells you, slow down. Slow down. And you slow down and the car's like, zip. Oh, you're so glad. Well, I, I, just, I, just, I just felt something. I'm telling you why you're feeling it, because he's in you. He's in you. He's in me. Say, say God, I repent for not communicating with you. But from now on, I shall listen. Now, here's the difficulty. There are demon forces that also talk to you inside. We ain't always been saved. There's some, <laughs> we ain't always been sanctified. We ain't always been full of the Holy Ghost. And there's still some portions that want to rise up every once in a while and remind us, you know, you know how, you know how. No, no, no. You got to know to shut that down and say, no, God, no devil. I give you no place. Holy Ghost, you got every place. Every place. Every place in me, lead me, guide me, direct me. Say, Lord, I'm understanding. You're in me now. And I'm supposed to fellowship with you every day. Hallelujah. Folks, today's message is entitled, Living in Christ Requires Knowing How to Please God. Living in Christ, he's in you, requires knowing how to please God. And note, in our opening text, we have absolute clarity of what it required for each of us to have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior and how we're to please him. How? But without faith, it's impossible to please God. What's faith? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, this is so important. As you get younger, meaning older, the enemy comes after your faith to say, well, you know, you just 60 now and you just 70 now and it just, it's a, you, you, you retired now. No, 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 no. Life ain't over till it's over. Amen. Look at him and say, say, neighbor. Don't you dare quit. There's more for you to accomplish in your lifetime. Make every day, every day a masterpiece. Hallelujah. Learn to celebrate yourself. Stop waiting for something. Hey, there's going to be time. Oh, this, is, this was so much of a revelation. I've been reading the Bible I've been reading the Bible more and more because I'm in the season of increase. But I realized that when Jesus was with his disciples who saw his signs and wonders and miracles every day, every day he went about good, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of devils. Got it? But it was amazing. The more I read it, the more I find out that his disciples never came to encourage him. Because they thought he was strong and he did all the signs and all the miracles. That's why when, you know, he was about to be crucified, he said, come on, boys, let's go. Let's come on. Come on. Come on. Pray with me. They couldn't even pray with him. One hour. And I want to encourage you. You got to understand there are times and seasons ain't going to be nobody there but God. 
God, you ain't helping me now. God. And God is there to help you understand he never leaves you and he never forsakes you. I mean, 12 disciples saw Jesus feed the hungry, raise the dead. And when Jesus needed some friendship, ain't nobody come but the Father. Ain't nobody come but the Father. And Jesus went around doing good, healing. Every, you, when you read that Bible, you see every day he was dealing with demons and casting them out. And then he'd get missing. He'd go up to a mountain sometime and be talking to his father. Because the disciples, they were so busy celebrating the fact that he did signs and wonders and miracles. And you got to realize, when you begin to help people and signs and wonders and miracles happen, they ain't going to always be the ones that come back and encourage you. But he will. Y'all ain't helping me. He will. Because he's in there. Lord, I thank you for another victory. Paul and Silas was in, they got beat. But at midnight, they did what? They sang and praised God. And when they did, the miracle happened. You got to learn that in tough times, keep praising God. In difficult times, keep praising God. And the signs and wonders will happen for you. Say, God, I thank you for signs and wonders that are on the way. Hallelujah. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. To please means to give enjoyment. To please means to give pleasure. To please means to give satisfaction or to make glad or content. Do you know, sometimes God just wants you to be there. Just being still. Just be still. Just be in his presence. And let his presence, Lord, 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 just, just, I just want to turn around and say thank you. Lord, I just thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for your goodness. And, and guess what? Something supernatural begins to happen. Heaviness gets off of you. Burdens get off of you. And the crooked is made straight and the rough places are made plain. So in other words, pleasing God involves giving him enjoyment, pleasure, and satisfaction. Pleasing God involves making him glad or content. Now let me take you to John 1. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. You know the story. John 1 and verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. 
but thou hast kept the good wine unto now. Say, say, Lord, I thank you for keeping the good wine unto now. Say, 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 Lord, I thank you. I thank you. There's some good stuff on the way. I, I, I may be waiting for it. Come on, I may be waiting for it. But it's on the way. Because you are good. Hallelujah. Now, folks, here in this story, we get an insight into how to please God. James 2.17 says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. James 2.18 said, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith, my faith, by my works, by my works. I will show you my faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen by my works, by my works. Here in James 2.18, we are alerted, alerted that real faith requires real actions on our part. Said another way, if you're going to walk by faith, you're going to have to put some real action with it. Now, here's the challenge. Sometimes you get tired of actions when it seems like it's delayed. Huh? And that's the time you need to keep on working. The scripture calls it works, and works are action. But in our opening story, the action required was to simply fill water pots with water. But here is where the devil and his host have a real field day with us by somehow getting us to lean to our own understanding and try to figure everything out before we do what the Lord says. Now, wait a minute. Here we go. You got water, and somebody tells you to fill it up, and it's going to turn to wine. Now, you know, in the natural, be looking at this is water. How's that water going to be turned to wine? And you start leaning to your own understanding and miss the visitation. Amen. But when God is in you, he's going to tell you to do some stuff that don't gonna make, that's not going to make no sense. I said it ain't going to make no sense. It's not going to make no sense. It's going to take faith. It's going to take you trusting God that what he's telling you is the right thing. But the challenge is we keep leaning to our own understanding and not in all of our ways acknowledging God. Right now, as I'm preaching, God's telling y'all something. And, don't, and, and you know it because he's confirming it with his word. Say, Lord, speak to me. I hear you now. I refuse to lean to my own understanding because I want to please you. Hallelujah. Now, in our humanity, the question would arise, how can filling water pots with water turn water to wine? But the faith action step required doing what Jesus' mother told them to do. What was it? Whatsoever he said to you, do it. What was the do it? Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the wine was being hoped for. What is it that um, you can't see but you're hoping for it? I said, let me go over here. What is it that you can't see, but you're hoping for? That's faith in action. Don't lose your faith because you don't see it yet. It's on the way. Command that it come to me. Money come to me. Job opportunities come to me. Families come to me. 
opportunities come to me. I see you. you you're on the way. When I, mm, it ain't about how you feel. It's about what God said. God said he would do exceeding abundant above all that I can ask and think. Say, 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 neighbor. You can't ask God too much. Because God is a too much God. Every day. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, my God. And because faith is the evidence of things not seen, the wine was not seen before the water was filled to the brim in the water pots. The action step pleased the Lord and caused the wine to manifest and amaze the governor of the peace. I, 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 I'm excited because I want you to know that on your way home, they're going to be amazed. You see, 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 see. On, on your way, on your... This week, you're going to be amazed because of the things that you've been hoping for are going on the way. It. I said they're on the way. They're on the way. They're on the way to you. Hallelujah. What action steps do you daily need to take to please the Lord? John 20, 24. What action steps do you actually need to please the Lord? Here's another one. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Now, this, this, please get this in your heart. How many of you have been faithful to the Lord for a long time? Get your hand up, get your hand up, get your hand up, get up, get up. Here's the trick of the adversary. To make you think that because you've been faithful, your blessing ain't on the way. It's on the way. Don't be discouraged. Delay is not denial. It's on the way. I'm, I'm prophesying to you. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. It may have been delayed, but it's on the way. Thomas was one of the disciples. He was seeing Jesus do signs and wonders and miracles. And many of you have seen God do some stuff already. Don't get jealous when your neighbor gets one before you do. It's just time and season. You don't know what they did to get it. There's time and season. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Except I see in his hand the print of nails, and put my finger in the print of nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Folks, note how Thomas functioned even after walking with the Lord in the flesh for times and seasons in his lifetime. This should be a reminder to us all that it doesn't matter how long you walk with the Lord without faith, without corresponding action, believing, you will miss the mark every time. John 20, 26, what happened? After eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the door being open, and the door being shut. There it is, see? And stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless but believing. Folks, here we get the major faith step that many are missing because of easily being taken captive by the devil and his host and always needing to be able to figure everything out for yourself before believing. Listen, 
I graduated from a college. I said, I graduated from a college. I said, I graduated from a college. Because I graduated from a college didn't mean I knew everything. But I thought when I graduated, I knew everything. Hallelujah. I got my degree now. I know everything. Ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. I know everything. I found out real quick. I didn't know everything. I needed to know some more. Amen, amen, amen. It's the same thing in life. You don't know everything. You, you got to keep learning every day. And even a jackass can teach you how to learn. And when God wants to graduate you, many times he puts you with a jackass. Huh? So you can understand that it ain't just you. You got to understand that God put treasure in everybody. There's treasure in everybody. You got to push past the dirt to get the treasure, though. Say, say, neighbor. Um, remember, dig for the treasure. Don't let the dirt bother you. Move it out the way. And go after the treasure. Because it's in every earthen vessel. Even me. Hallelujah. All right. Again, but in order to please the Lord, you must graduate to total trust and belief with or without seeing and with or without complete understanding of how and why God's methods work. Wow. Lord, how come if I lay my hands on the sick, they're recovered? But they went to the doctor and the doctor gave a medicine and they didn't recover. Because faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. So the medicine is working, but now you need some super on the natural. So I lay hands on them and something supernatural begins to happen. Say, God, I'm understanding. Because you're in me, I'm the flow in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Nothing's too hard. Nothing's impossible. Because I'm a believer, not a doubter. Hallelujah. All right. John 20 and 29. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed art thou that have not seen and yet have believed. Here we are reminded that believing is a major faith action step that pleases the Lord. Believing, believing. And anytime we are without believing, God is not being positioned for the real pleasure from his sons and daughter. And you know, it hurts God when, when you get depressed because you ain't believing. Okay. He wants you to believe him no matter what. Did you wake up this morning? Are you clothed in your right mind? Is your heart still beating? Then God said, I love you. And I'm on my way to help you. Amen, 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 amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I see miracles, signs and wonders all over you. Hallelujah. You're wrapped up, tangled up in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Believing should be spoken and obediently acted without murmuring and complaining about the kingdom process. In other words, Thomas should have simply said to his disciples that told him that uh, they had seen Jesus, I believe too. Then acted like he believed and by rejoicing and giving thanks that it was true indeed. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, David. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice now. 
Because what you're hoping for is on the way. Even now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let me give you one more example. Let's go to Matthew 13 and verse 58. And this is, this is, the, this is the punchline right here. Matthew 13, 58 says, and he, talking about Jesus, did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Folks, unbelief, you got you to get rid of that. You got to believe whether you can see it or feel it or not. Mark 6 and verse 5. Mark 6 and verse 5. And he could there do no mighty works save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them and healed them. Now this, I want you to get this. All of us come from families. Amen. But not every family member is saved. Not every family member is saved. You, they ain't saved. They ain't, they ain't trying to be saved. And when that happens, the enemy will use that to discourage you, to make you think that because you saved something wrong with you. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. You pray for them who despitefully use you. You pray for them. Lord, send labors across their path that they can receive from. But in the same time, you enjoy the fact that you save, that God has blessed you to be a blessing. And God will recreate another family along the way. Oh, yes, he will. He will raise up others that can receive. And when they can receive, then you have another family in the Lord. Look at your name and say, hey, family. Hey, family. Hey, family. Hey, 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 hey. When you understand that, then you don't get robbed. I'm telling you, folks, you know, the, we're living in times and seasons where the enemy is tearing up families and making us think that our prayers ain't working. Our prayers are working. Oh, they, our prayers are working. But they're making choices that may not, we don't agree with. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Will it be God or will it be Baal? And when they're choosing the wrong one, don't mean that you ain't saved. Send labors across that path. Devil, I bind you. Loose my brother. Loose my sister. Loose, loose them and let them go. Holy Ghost, let's have a good day. Let's have a good day today. And when you do, hallelujah, you do have a good day. All right. Mark 6, 5 again. And he could there do no mighty work save that he, he laid hands on a few sick folks and he a few, a few. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the village teaching. Folks, constant unbelief is a demonic action step that robs the Lord of being pleased by his sons and daughters daily. Unbelief is one of the devil's tools to release, to help mock the instructions that Almighty God has given to each of us so that the blessings will bless and flow overflow in our lives. Unbelief is linked to always trying to figure out how and why God's instructions are working. And when and how don't make sense, the natural unbelief becomes the action step people take instead of faith believing. Say, neighbor, can, can you handle one more? All right, Luke 5 and 4. I'm closing. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a drop. Let down your nets, plural, for a drop. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, 
We've toiled all night, that's us, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Wait a minute. I will let down the net. I thought he said nets. I will let down the net. And when he had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and, then, and the net broke. Folks, here we have another example of how to please the Lord. And here is where many of us miss the mark daily in life situations and circumstances through, uh, throw us a curve so we can't seem to figure out everything in the natural. Instead of simply trusting and obeying the word, the Lord, we always want to be able to figure out why it ain't working. Never mind that the Lord already has his ways and his thoughts that are higher than ours. I'm closing. Note, in our text, not until the disciples said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net, did anything positive happen. And still, that was not the complete instruction being followed. Jesus said, let down nets, not net. Folks, here we have partial obedience that still brought a blessing. Now, I'm, I want you to understand. Many times you give partial obedience and you still get blessed. Partial obedience. What happens if you get whole obedience? What if you give all the obedience? What other stuff is supposed to be coming your way, but ain't come because you're only doing partially what you're supposed to be doing? Hallelujah. Partially. Partially. Partially praying. Partially reading the Bible. Partially forgiving. Partially. Partially. I don't know about you, but in 2018, I need more than a partial blessing. I need all of his blessing. I want God to bless me coming in and bless me going out. Bless me in the city. Bless me in the field. Bless me to be a blessing. All of it. All of it. All of it. And that is where a lot of people like to function. So they can say they did what the Lord told them to. Partial. That is why some people come to church when they feel like it. Hmm. And give when they feel like it. And serve when they feel like it. In other words, they operate their faith on their terms instead of God's terms to total faith believing in season and out of season. Hallelujah. Luke 5, 7 says, And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he, had, he was astonished, and all that were with him, and at the draught of fishes which they had taken. Folks, to get to the place where you can daily please the Lord, we too must learn to operate in faith, believing, with or without understanding the whys and the hows of the Lord's method of getting things done here in the earth realm. So how... Do we please God? How do we please God? I'm closing. One, make sure your faith gives God pleasure and satisfaction. Say, say I will. Make sure my faith gives God pleasure and satisfaction. I refuse to give up my hope. I'm a believer and a receiver. Secondly, if you're going to walk by faith, you're going to have to put some real faith believing actions in daily routines of your life. Say, I'm going to move 
in faith actions every day. Hallelujah. And then third, you're going to have to stop allowing demonic unbelief to mock the faith instructions and stop the manifestation of signs, wonders, and miracles. Say, Lord, I thank you for the understanding of my times so I know what to do. How to please God? Stay in faith and simply act on the word from God daily. Whether you can figure it out or not, just obey. Just obey. Now let's pray. Say, Holy Spirit, take charge of our thinking so we stay in faith believing, flowing each and every day, regardless of life tests and trials. Holy Spirit, yes to your yes. Amen to your amen. In Jesus' name, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Amen means so be it. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah! I tell you, for those that have you been viewing, we want you to understand that God loves you. And because he loves you, if you confess him with your mouth and believe him in your heart, you can have eternal life, abundant life. And then when you do, ask him to fill you with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the helper. He'll come to live in you and lead and guide and direct you in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah! Well, I don't know about you. I'm excited because he's in me now. And he ain't leaving. And I ain't leaving him. I want to challenge each of you this week to spend some time in the Word, but also spend some time listening on the inside and discern when it's the devil and when it's you and when it's God. You got to grow to that. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Keep your joy. Keep your joy. Don't leave out of here sad. Leave out of here encouraged. Amen. And expect God to show up and show out. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you, Lord.